2. So St. John, the third chapter, verse 1 and 2a. You will find these words written there. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. The same came to Jesus by night. I want you to keep your Bibles open because I'm going to preach from that third chapter. But let's just really focus on that second verse. The same came to Jesus by night. Brother Mike, I don't know what the subject is yet. I'll get it right probably in the middle of the message. I'll give it to you in a few minutes. <clears throat> uh, when you look at this particular text that's recorded in the book of St. John, we have the man, a man by the name of Nicodemus. Nicodemus, the man who came to Christ for an interview. You need to understand that Nicodemus was not just an ordinary man. Fact of the matter is, when you look in the text, when you look in verse 1, and then all the way down in verse number 10, uh, there are three significant titles that's given to Nicodemus. I want to deal with those titles just quickly because when you glance at verse number 1, you'll see the party of the man, the party of the man. Also in verse one, you'll see the position of the man. And then in verse 10, you will see the profession of the man. You have the party of the man, the position of the man, and then you have the profession of the man. When you look at the party of the man, I don't know whether or not he was Democrat or Republican, but that first verse says he was a man of the Pharisees. You have to understand that the Pharisees was the most conservative religious party at that time. However, they had made religion a, a matter of externals instead of internal. And with a few exceptions, Nicodemus being the chief exception, they were very bitter and vicious uh, in their opposition of Christ. And so Nicodemus, he's a man of the Pharisees. And then when you look at his position, uh, it says in verse one that he's a ruler of the Jews. Now this, this term simply meant that Nicodemus was a member of the Sanhedrin. That's a powerful group of 70 men who ruled Israel religiously. And so he was a man of position. He was a ruler of a powerful group. Not only was he a ruler of the Jews, but then in verse 10, it deals with his profession because that particular verse says that he was a master of Israel. Jesus asked him in that verse, he says, art thou a master of Israel? Now you have to understand that the word translated master just simply means teacher. 
And so Nicodemus was a teacher by profession. And uh, he was a very esteemed teacher. Uh, as the word A before master, Jesus said, are you a master? And so the word A before master in the Greek uh, is a definite article which emphasizes the excellence of Nicodemus as a teacher and says that he was considered by Israel as their greatest teacher. So you would see here today that the man in our text He's a man of importance, but he's somebody. But then the text tell us that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. And I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if that is not true of all of us. I wonder if we do not all come to Jesus by night. You know, some have said that Nicodemus, the reason he came to Jesus by night, some said that Nicodemus was hiding in the darkness. Others said that because of his position and because of who he was, he was embarrassed. That was the reason he came by night. Somebody else said he was scared and did not want to be seen or caught. Others have said that Nicodemus was not a true believer, that his faith was shallow and superficial. A few have even said that it was just a matter of scheduling and and night was the only time Nicodemus and Jesus could get together. And uh, let me say maybe, just maybe, these could be the reason. And not to take away from the theologians and take away from the commentators. But when I read this text, (laughs) John just simply tells us that he came by night. Now you have to understand that the theme of night or nighttime, it occurs frequently in uh, the scriptures and with a variety of emphasis, whether literal or symbolic. Night oftentimes is associated with negative actions, emotions, or thoughts, much as darkness is contrasted with light. Can I talk to y'all for a few minutes? Because maybe, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe it is not our usual understanding of the word night. Could John be using it to describe a condition or a circumstance? In John's account of the gospel, night is that time where Jesus says, in fact, in St. John 9 and 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. In other words, he was saying that our usual daytime activities have no power or meaning in the night. Fact of the matter is we are unable to create and sustain our own life in the night. In a different place, Jesus speaks of night as the time when we stumble because there is no light in us. And we just cannot see the way forward. 
Let me put some Bible on that. St. John the 11th chapter, verse number 9 and verse 10. Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the day? And if any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But then in verse number 10, he says, But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. The text says that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. And so Job said, let me help your case, pastor. <laughs> and so Job said in Job chapter 5, verse 14, Job said, they meet with darkness in the daytime and grope in the noonday as in the night. And then Job says in Job 30 and 17, he says, my bones are pierced in me in the night seasons. And then he says in Job 35 and 10, where is God my maker who giveth songs in the night? And then David said, well, now don't leave me out. Don't leave me out. David said in Psalms 22 and 2, he says, oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, I am not silent. And then he turns around in Psalm 16, 7, he said, I will bless the Lord who giveth me counsel. My restrictions also instruct me in the night seasons. My brothers and my sisters, can I tell you that night is the separation, fragmentation, and division within us that can become betrayal of ourselves and others. You do remember Nicodemus, don't you? The Bible says he got up and left the table. And then John writes, and it was night. And so night describes those times we fish all night long but catch nothing. Uh, our efforts prove fruitless and our nets remain empty. I would, I would, if you don't mind, I would like to believe that coming to Jesus by night is not only a statement about the time or Nicodemus's motive or his faith, but rather a description of Nicodemus and his life, a description that probably fits all of us at one time or another. Because coming by night is the recognition that there is a daytime Nicodemus and a nighttime Nicodemus. Oh, y'all stick with me. Yeah, did you all know that there's a daytime Gary and then there's a nighttime Gary. Whether you believe it or not, there's a daytime you and a nighttime you. Because by day, Nicodemus, he knows who he is. He has his identity. 
He is a Pharisee. He has a role and a reputation as a leader of the Jews. He knows and applies the law in the daytime. People listen to him and follow him. He has a place in society. He fits in. He has security and power. But by night, Nicodemus is lost and confused. He cannot see nor understand. Nothing makes sense to him. He is in the dark. And as we say, his work, accomplishment, reputation and place in society no longer provide stability or answers. Everything that has changed, he is stumbling in the dark. Daytime certainty has given way to nighttime questions. Listen at him. Can I preach the Bible? He says, how can these things be? By day, he keeps the faith. By night, however, his nets come up empty. He is looking for something. The daytime life just cannot give him. Oh, you got a daytime life. Don't make me go down your street. And you also have a nighttime life. And I want to talk to some people today. I don't want to talk to those that other always say that's already been glorified. Every day is sunshine in your life. But I want to talk to some people that knows what that is like. We live daytime lives and we also live uh, nighttime lives. By day, all is well. We live with a sense of identity and security. We have a place and purpose. Our life has meaning and direction. Daytime reveals what is, but darkness reveals nothing. By night, everything is hidden. We stumble through the darkness, grasping for something to hold, seeking answers and explanations for our lives. Everything seemed to be turned upside down, and nothing is certain. Well, the dark life does not make sense, and we simply do not understand. The fact of the matter is, the night is a time of vulnerability, questions, and wrestling with life. I stop by here to tell you somebody is living in the nighttime. We are always better at daytime living than nighttime living. Uh, we have been taught to live daytime lives. That is what our world values. That's what they encourage. That's what they reward. We want to be daytime people. <laughs> that means we spend our time looking for information and answers. We build our reputations. We desire recognition and approval. We establish our place in life. We buy stuff. We gain wealth. We want predictability and control. 
We prefer what is safe and familiar. But daytime life is the life we create for ourselves. I'm going to say it again. Daytime life is the life we create for ourselves. And there's nothing, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with that. Uh, we all do it. And you know what? We need to do it. Some of those things are necessary. But I see a problem here. Because the problem is that daytime life keeps us stuck in the cycle of always having to create and recreate our lives. Uh, listen to me, saints. Somehow, we can never get enough. Somehow, we can just never get enough. Huh? We never quite get there. We buy one new car, and six months later, we want the same model car, but just a different color. You know why? Because we're trying to recreate a daytime life. And this is very important for you to know here today because it simply means that we cannot keep doing the same old things and expect a different result. It means no matter how hard we try, how much we gather, or how much we know, something will always be missing from our daytime life. It will always be less than the life God intends and desires for us. No one can see the kingdom of God according to the text without being born from above. No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born again. And so no matter how full, beautiful, or successful daytime life is, it will always be incomplete, fragile, and fleeting. And how could this be? It is the life that we've created for ourselves. And the Bible said that which is born of flesh is a flesh. And how many of y'all know that which is born of flesh will disappoint you every time? Yeah, it'll disappoint you every time. But when we realize that about ourselves and about our lives, we then have entered the nighttime of life. Yeah, let me say that again. When we realize that our daytime life is futile and is fleeting and that it's incomplete and then it's causing us to desire more and more. When we come to that realization, that's the time we enter into the nighttime of life. Here's the irony, here's the irony. The very life we create for ourselves often becomes the circumstances that takes us into the darkness. We keep doing the same old thing, but nothing changes. We are so exhausted. Come on, let me come in your neighborhood now. We are so exhausted. We, we can't muster the energy to recreate our life one more time. Some of us, we don't have the energy. <laughs> Some of us, we've gotten too old now. 
We're too close to our journey's end to try to recreate our daytime life. We can't muster the energy. <laughs> we have everything that we want. Everything is fine, but something is still lacking. Those and a thousand others like them are the start of our darkness. No matter how saved you are, no matter how much word you think you know, it doesn't matter how much you speak in unknown tongues. You can speak in unknown tongues more than you speak English. But until you get a hold of your daytime life, and we need to ask God, God, take me into my nighttime life. The text says, Nicodemus came by night. Now, I think you would agree with me that most of us do whatever we can to avoid or get out of the darkness. Have I got a witness? Nighttime living is not much fun. Fact of the matter is, it's difficult, uncomfortable, even painful. It is not our first choice. It is, however, necessary. Because we must remember that what is born of the flesh is flesh, and that there is more to us in our lives than what we create for ourselves. It is the great temptation in the nighttime. Can I talk? The great temptation in the nighttime is to think that if we just get the answer, if we can understand and explain it all, then we will know what to do. We will do it better this time. We'll do it differently this time. Things will change and we will get what we want. Well, that's what Nicodemus is doing in the text. When Nicodemus says, how can these things be? Nicodemus, he wants answers. He wants information. And that is just more daytime living. And it does not work in the nighttime of life. The nighttime of life is not a situation to be resolved. Nor is it a problem to be figured out. Nor is it a question to be answered. And as difficult and painful as it may be in the nighttime of life, you need to understand that it's during the nighttime of life that the womb by which we are born from up above. And so the discomforts of the darkness are the contractions by which we are pushed into new life and then we are born again. Uh, the psalmist says, weeping may what endure for a night, but what joy comes in the morning. And so the second birth, he said, you must be born again. The second birth, it gives meaning to, it completes and fulfills our first birth. And this is what the spirit work. This is what it does in us. 
We cannot birth ourselves. We can only feel and give way to the rhythm of the contractions. So do not try to flee the darkness. Do not fight the night. Let yourself be born. Hey, the contractions of the darkness are God trying to reshape us, trying to form us. He's trying to mold us in the likeness of Christ. Isn't that after all what we really want? Hey, some of y'all might not want it. Some of y'all might say, I, I like the daytime life. Honey, but listen, when you experience the nighttime life, that is the time God is reshaping you. God is forming you and God is molding us into the likeness of Christ. And can I please let y'all know something? God does his best work at night. And you need to understand night that I'm speaking of is not when the sun goes down and it's dark outside. Somebody, you in your night season right now. Yeah, but don't pray to come out of it. God's working on you. God's trying to do something for you. Hey, my God. And let us remember that the nighttime of life, no matter how dark it may seem, is always filled with the promise of new life. It's filled with a promise of a full life. And it's filled with a promise of abundant life. How many of y'all know God? God's own life. He'll fill us with his own life. Hey, that's what Jesus calls eternal life. And so why should we keep on settling for recreating ourselves one more time when Christ has died to give us a life that we can never create for ourselves? Didn't he say, I come that you might have what life? and that you might have it more abundantly. And how many of you all know that God is the God of night, just like he's the God of the day? And you may be in your night season, yeah, but God is right there with you. Yeah, God's trying to show you something. God's trying to teach you something. God's trying to reshape. God's trying to remold you. And God says that I can give you life right in the midst of what you're going through. Don't you know, God, he'll give you a song even in your night season. Yeah, don't let the devil trick you. Don't let the devil confuse you. Don't let the devil cause you to throw in the towel. I stop back here to let somebody know God will give you a song even in your night season. And let me tell you something. If you're saved today, hallelujah, you know Jesus. You already have a song. You have a song that the angels cannot sing. And that is redeemed, redeemed. I've been redeemed. I've been washed in the blood of the crucified one. Yes, I've been redeemed. And I want to know what by the show of hands, has there anybody that's been redeemed? In other words, we once was an outcast without hope on this earth. We were born of the covenant. We were aliens by birth. 
but we've been adopted into the royal family and we've been sealed by the power of God. And I mean, I know when God seals you, he even seals you in your night season. I said, when God seals you, he seals you in your night season. God seals you. When there's trouble on every hand, God seals you. When your body is racking in pain, God seals you. When it seems like you're not going to make it, somebody ought to shout, the devil is a liar. I got to close, but shout, the devil is a liar. Because I stopped by here to tell you, God seals you. I said, God seals you. God's got you. <laughs> Don't worry about nothing. God's got you. Put your trust in him. Hold on to his unchanging hand. Life is filled with swift transitions. Nothing on earth unmoves your stand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. God's got you. You might have to come to him by night, but don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. You know, some of us, some of y'all retire early. You go to bed early. And nobody better not mess with you at night. They better catch you in the daytime. But aren't you glad he never sleeps? He never slumbers. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But you've been up. You've been pacing the floor. You've been trying to figure it out. You've been pondering it in your heart. It's getting ready to drive you crazy. The devil is a lie. It's not going to drive you crazy. <clears throat> Go to sleep. Go to sleep. He never sleeps nor slumber. And if God's going to be up all night, somebody ought to get some sleep. And why don't you declare it ought to be me? Hallelujah. Because in my night season, God is still in control. Night season don't last always. But remember, God's trying to mold you. He's trying to reshape you, and he's trying to make you into the image of God. So yes, Nicodemus, he came to Jesus by night. He had a lot going on on the inside, and Jesus basically was telling him, I'm not taking away, Nicodemus, from your positions. I'm not taking away from you what you know. But one thing I'm telling you is tonight, you must be born again. And once you are born again, then you can walk in the light, beautiful light, somewhere the dew drops of mercy shine bright, shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus the light of the world. Somebody says songs in the daytime, songs in the night. Songs of devotion, songs of delight. Melodies ringing, in my heart singing. Jesus always gives us a song. Jesus gives me a song as I travel along on life's luring, lonesome road. I can sing as I go, for there's one thing I know. 
that will lift life's heavy load. When the shadows are long, he will give me a song. As when skies are blue and bright for each step of the way, each hour of the day, God will give me a strong song in the deepest nights. And so if you're in your night season, trust God. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean that you don't trust God. It doesn't mean that you don't believe God. But you're just, it's just nighttime living right now. And it's doing the nighttime living uh, that God does his best work to cause us to become like his son, Jesus Christ. There's a reason when the disciples was out on the water fishing, they fished all night and didn't catch nothing. Jesus come walking on the water and tell them. That's when he said, cast your nets on the other side. Even though it was night, they were having a night season in their life. <laughs> we all have night seasons in our life. And here's the good news. Jesus will always come with the word of hope, with words of wisdom, and words that will bring life. I want you to trust him. I said, I want you to trust him. I want you to continue to depend upon him. Come to Jesus at night. That's the best time to come to him. Be honest, be open. Be honest, be open. And guess what, Jesus, he will see you through. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. We all look our best in the daytime. Look how good you guys looking. You didn't look that good last night. You had your head rag on. Y'all ain't going to talk back here to me. You had your head rag on. Huh? You, had, you, you, you put on some stuff this morning in the daytime that you didn't have on last night. Oh, y'all, come on, come on, come on, follow me. You added some stuff. You put on some stuff because that's your daytime life. See, you have a daytime life and you have a nighttime life. You don't look good in your nighttime life. And that's the way it is when we are in our night seasons. We don't look good. But I got good news for you. As our presiding bishop says, you look better in your future than you look right now. Hang on in there during the nighttime because weeping may endure for a night. That don't mean, watch this, somebody saying joy cometh in the morning. Some, that don't mean on a, on a, on a 24-hour clock. I don't know when your morning is coming, but if you hold on to God, your morning is going to come. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Nobody looking around. I'm finished. And Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. By night. By night. To the human eye, to the flesh, night was the time of day. But in the spiritual realm, night was where he was in his life. And he needed to be born again. And somebody, somebody, you're listening. 
spiritually, you're in the night time of your life. Daytime living is becoming frustrating. You don't have the answers. You don't know. Up today, down tomorrow. One minute we're laughing. Next minute we're crying. One minute we know everything. Next minute I'm so confused. You know why Nicodemus would have the answer. Nicodemus would have the answer. Because once you've been born again, then you understand. You understand that the contractions of the darkness is God reshaping, forming. God, I pray you draw them before it's too late. They cannot come unless you draw them. God, draw them before it's too late. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, everybody. Give the Lord a hand clap. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. And the good news is you can come to him at night. In the seasons of your life, you can come to Jesus Christ. There may be a sinner that's listening today. You're walking in darkness. You're walking in darkness. Doesn't matter how much light is around you. You're yet walking in darkness. But Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. He comes to give you light. He comes to lighten your pathway. If you're a sinner, you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. It's very simple. All you got to do is just admit that you're a sinner. Just admit that you are a sinner. Just accept him in your life. How do I accept him in my life? You accept him by, first of all, believing. you got to believe that he is a son of God, that he came from heaven and he died for all of your sins, your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. you got to believe that he died and that they buried him and he rose on the third day, that he ascended back to heaven. He now sits on the right hand of the Father and he's coming back again to receive you unto himself. And then one more step, you have to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, when you confess him as Lord of your life, then you are saved. So you have to admit, you have to accept, you must believe and then confess. And the Bible says, when you do those things, then you are saved. So if there's a sinner, if there's a sinner here today and you want to accept Jesus Christ, just repeat this prayer after me, right where you're at. Whether you're watching on Zoom, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're watching on Facebook, just repeat this prayer. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you are the only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who has shed your precious blood on the cross of Calvary and that you died for all of my sins. I am now willing to turn from my sins. You said in the Bible that if we confess the Lord our God and believe in our hearts 
that God raised Jesus from the dead, that we shall be saved. Right now, I believe. Right now, I confess Jesus as my Lord. And with my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. In this very moment, I accept you now into my life. And I thank you for forgiveness of all of my sins. Now, please, God, help me with my new walk with you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.